0: Welcome to the CrossFit Engage podcast. Our goal is to share with you the success stories of our community and how they're living longer, healthier, and happier lives. Here we go. Peyton Growth. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Good, good. Uh, you just finished up a pretty nasty workout.
1: Yeah, you can, I'm sure you can smell <laughs> I know, I can smell my smell. That is was a that, rough one.
0: Is that what that smell was? That was is? a
1: rough one, yeah. The run is tough. The
0: run is, the run tough. is tough. So for me. tell us a little bit, real quick, about what the workout was because you literally just finished and then I kind of dragged yeah. you in here so we could get this thing rolling. So
1: it was 10 deadlifts. Um, for me, it was 95. That was the RX weight. Um, five box jumps and supposed to be a 250 meter run but i would if jeff copy didn't make it then yeah yeah no i didn't make that i made 200 every time so yeah
0: congratulations yeah. so the goal of that was between about 150 to 200 is what we modified yeah. it to because i firmly believe that some of these goals have not been modified from what uh it's rich crazy. froning has hit and and I believe that he's probably the only one that hit that today because we didn't we have some pretty stud runners. I mean,
1: I was go like I was going as fast as I've ever went.
0: Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I would have had to. I don't even know if I would have dead sprint if I would have made it. That's
0: that's a that's a narrow window to squeeze in 250 yeah. meters with a 10 rep deadlift yeah. and a five uh, box jumps before you go out. And so for everybody, the workout was uh, seven sets. Of a minute and a half, so you had 90 seconds to get yeah. as many meters of running as possible after 10 deadlifts, five box jumps, and the goal that they had put was like 250 meters, and right. again, I, I yeah. nobody in here I mean, here
1: I was moving on the deadlifts. Like, yeah. the deadlifts were light, so. Yeah.
0: Now, Peyton, how long have you been here so far? Do you know?
1: <sighs> I don't know the exact amount of time. I know it's probably, it's over a year, mm-hmm. a year and maybe three months, Maybe yeah. around that. Yeah. Three or so four you, months. Somewhere
0: around 15, yeah. 16 months-ish. Um, you are no stranger to training. I'm
1: not.
0: You are no stranger <laughs> to hard work and the hard effort that goes into right? uh, you know, the results that you're getting here. Walk us through a little bit for people who may not know you or may not have had the pleasure to meet you yet. They may be in a different class or maybe they're not members here or whatever. Uh Walk us a little bit through, I want to hear your background. I want you to kind of tell your story in terms of you've been an athlete basically probably your whole life. Yes. And so walk us through what what sports did you play? I know you were a multi-sport uh, athlete yeah. for a little while and you kind of had some specialties that you really liked or enjoyed more maybe. Mm-hmm. But when did you start? What was your athletic background leading up to where we currently sit?
1: So, I um, graduated from high school in 2015. Um, I was a three-sport athlete, basketball, softball, and soccer. Um, had a, played with a lot of great teams and had a lot of accomplishments. A state championship in softball. You're exactly uh, right. State tournament run in basketball. Again, great. I, I was very fortunate to play with some great teammates and for some great coaches. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I got into sports. I was – Six years old when my grandma took me up to Burns and signed me up for Little League. Uh, uh-huh. I'm from Burns, so everything. I, I started playing basketball in that league and softball, and um, yeah, just I've always been involved in athletics. And so yeah, went up through high school, did those three sports, had the opportunity to go to college at MTSU and play softball, mm-hmm. which is where I actually first was introduced to weights and any type of serious weight training. Um, but did that, and yeah, so I've always been involved, coached. Um, I'm a coach now at Independence High School, softball and basketball and assistant. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So sports have pretty it, much it's, been it's your It's really life. ran my life, yes, yeah. it has. It's, it's been, been my life yeah. for the past 20 years.
0: So of the three sports, you went the furthest in softball. Yes. Was softball your favorite or was it just what you were the best at?
1: So I, I get asked that a lot. Like, uh-huh. what was your favorite? And it's so crazy. People laugh when I tell them probably what my most enjoyable – my memories, my teammates with softball and basketball. I, I grew up with them. So I, I'll say that the memories and, and the friendships were probably more meaningful there. But soccer was where I felt like there was no pressure for me. mm Uh, My dad didn't know a lot about soccer, (laughs) so I could go out and play soccer and um, just have fun. I got to learn a lot. Um, So, yeah, soccer for me was the most enjoyable as far as just getting out, having fun, learning, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people ask me that, and they're usually thrown when I tell them what I enjoyed the most. Yeah. yeah.
0: And oftentimes what we see is, like, just because you enjoy something the most doesn't mean that's what you're the best at. Right. You know, there was more
1: pressure, I yeah. should say, in softball and basketball to be, to kind of, the eyes were always on you to perform. Yeah. So in soccer is a little more laid back.
0: I kind of equate it to, I wasn't, I didn't play that many sports growing up. I, I had a job, but it for me and in, in kind of the translation that I make for that is like, you can find a job that makes you a lot of money or you can do something that you love. Right. Right. And there's a lot more pressure in the job that makes you a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And you might have the skill set to do that, but it's not something that you love. Right. For sure. And so, I agree. Yeah. And so the sport world is kind of the same thing because you were really good. There was expectations. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And those expectations led to the pressure that you probably felt, which might have made it not as enjoyable in terms of training and then the actual games. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and the
1: expectations, you know, I think from the, you know, from your school, too, it's high expectations when you've had that type of success and you have those type of players to to always perform so I loved it again I wouldn't trade a single game practice moment but um yeah soccer was the most laid back and and I went out there I just had fun
0: yeah I want to talk about soccer a little bit and then I want to go back to softball but soccer first so that was what you loved the most may not have been what you excelled in the most but that's right. that was I what you enjoyed
1: it. I, I, yeah I enjoyed what the position
0: sport. did you play in soccer
1: so much did
0: you have a couple did you kind of bounce around
1: I bounced around um my sophomore year I was midfield okay played a lot of midfield and then my senior year I want to say
0: which is really where all the action is at
1: it is yeah, yeah. um and then my senior year I got moved back to defense. Um, on the back line. But I, to be honest with you, I don't know. I didn't know a whole lot about soccer. I didn't play my freshman year. Really? I picked it up. I played in middle school. And um, my freshman year, I think I just wanted to focus on basketball and softball. And Coach Stefan was a soccer coach. And he was like, come on out, you know, try out. And I did and loved it. Had plenty of time. You know, it was a lot, but it kept me out of trouble, probably, mm-hmm. honestly. Right, right. It kept me busy year round.
0: Yeah. So between midfield and, and defense. And defense. Mm-hmm. Which was which was the favorite of the two? And where did you spend more time?
1: Okay, so no offense. I hope nobody from, like, the soccer <laughs> team listens. We, we played in a very tough district, if you know. Williamson County, mm-hmm. known for soccer. Yeah. Um, so, my senior year when I played defense, I hated it. I mean, I loved playing, but it was – I got more action on defense because we spent more time with them trying to score. Right. So, I was constantly doing something. Yeah. Um, I was going
0: to say, and depending on the aggression of right. the defensive player <laughs> yeah. and the, the opponent, the team <laughs> – Right.
1: You oh, might yeah. see
0: more more action on defense oh, than yeah. midfield, but
1: people don't. I it, unless you've played soccer, it is the most physical, rough. I mean, there's what I think there's two refs and 11 people on this huge field. They can't catch everything. I mean, right. there's some dirty stuff going on out oh, there. Yeah. Oh so yeah, so it's rough. I always had bruises, uh, a few concussions. I don't think I ever really got checked out like I should have. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was it from another player or the
1: ball? So I always used to head it wrong. I would head it directly <laughs> on top. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I was taller than everyone, you know, a lot of the people. So that was the first thing. Right. My head above them. And so, yeah, I would head it. And after you get some of those kicks way up in the sky and you head a few, it's like.
0: Yeah. It about knocks you out. Right. Yeah. You yeah. start
1: seeing two players right there in front of you. <laughs> you and there's really one. Yeah. Go yeah. for the
0: one in the middle. Right. right. Yeah.
1: Go that's what I told myself. Middle. Yeah.
0: It only takes a couple of those, and you start trying to figure out how to actually head it the correct way. Right. Or just get out of the way just of the ball. Just get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. and I
1: start just to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Just let it drop.
0: Yeah. Now, going back to softball, that's where you had the state championship. Yep. Tell the people a little bit more about softball in Dixon County at the school, and then what it was like prior to that state championship team, where they have you, have they always been that good? Uh, give a little bit of history around that, and then now, especially after, I feel like you guys have a reputation now. Right after that, yeah. so tell about a little bit of the history about softball of Dixon County, and then as you, as your team kind of grew up and came through that those ranks there.
1: So I think Dixon has always been; um, they've always competed. Um, obviously every team, you know, has their up and down they you know, their good years, right. their bad there's, years, there's evolutions. right. Uh, I think two in 2004 and I could be wrong, but I think they won the state in 2004, maybe Okay, at Dixon. Um, and then maybe kind of went through a little slump there where they, you know, struggled. But, uh, the group that came, I, I guess I was really the third, that freshman class with me kind of started things back up. We actually, every player on that state championship team, um, all of them, but maybe one or two, I grew up playing travel ball with, Mm -hmm. and most of them, probably the core group of them, I played with in Burns on the Little League team. That's cool. When Little League was like a big thing, you know. Um, So, yeah, we played together. We played travel ball every weekend, all of us. And I I think it starts, and I tell my girls now, you know, you can be the best athlete, um, but it's that team dynamic, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And we had just a – all the pieces, yeah, we had great athletes, but we had a great team dynamic.
0: And I think that uh, there's a lot to be said for that because, like you said, you can be a superstar. Right. You can have every tool in the bag and, and use it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that team cohesion right? of everybody kind of grew up together, you know how everybody thinks, mm-hmm. you know what everybody's thinking and feeling and how they're going to react to certain situations – that's almost something that can't really be taught it except can't. through experience. Right. And the fact that you grew up with those girls in that on that team for so long and you played travel ball, and you guys were probably all on the same page. We were. Yeah, that's, that's
1: what it was. You know, we had a goal, and I remember in middle school, our parents were fairly close, you know, and um, they would always tell us, you know, hey, you win a state championship, it's special, it's special. So our goal from middle school – To our freshman year, sophomore year, high school was, hey, we're gonna win a state championship here. So, Mm -hmm. I think when everyone has the same goal um, and and the same idea of what they want to achieve, it's it's easy. It's fun. It's easy. Yeah, that winning that state championship was special. It's it was special. We had all the right pieces. You got to have a pitcher, Brooklyn Lee, who did CrossFit. You know, she uh, she carried us, but (laughs) we had we had all the right pieces.
0: How fast could she throw?
1: Brooklyn could throw it. Uh, she, Probably 62. 62, she stayed around there, which is bringing it. But Brooklyn had the nastiest changeup yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah. She worked at it. it Brooklyn sacrificed so much uh, in high school. She pitched every week, all weekend. Yeah. She sacrificed but, and, a lot. And it
0: showed. And it, it got
1: us a ring. Yeah, it got her two rings. They it won twice.
0: Was, oh, yeah, because she was – They uh, won their senior year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We got a uh, my sophomore year we got runner up in the state. Junior year we won and then my senior year we got runner up. Their senior year they won again. Wow. So a lot of Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. class below me, they were they were ballers.
0: Yeah. And yeah. now and so now you you guys really kind of set the standard and you've set a reputation there yeah. which they upheld.
1: Oh yeah. Through the year
0: after, right? Yeah.
1: And I think they went They went to state. Like two years ago, whatever sensei, whatever her class was, they went. So, yeah, uh-huh. no, Dixon – and Dixon's a powerhouse. I mean, softball, it's not just Dixon, but softball in general is getting big. Yeah. Probably re- like to CrossFit, yeah. you know. I mean, I've yeah. seen a growth in CrossFit yeah. just since I've – now that I'm in it, and yeah. I've kind of started watching. Um, same thing for softball. It's it's getting bigger and bigger. It's you catching know? on, so, for yeah. sure.
0: Catching some ground. Now, you went from high school, you got a uh, scholarship to go to MTSU mm-hmm. to play softball what was your experience like at MTSU and actually before you answer that I don't know if we talked about this yet or not what year were you at MTSU
1: remember we talked about this uh did we talk about this I don't I think I was there so 15 yeah the, so, yeah was that you, your you were doing your, PT training right
0: I was athletic trainer athletic trainer yeah. athletic trainer that's right well, for football student, but yeah for football, for football yep yeah. and uh 2015 was that your freshman year
1: that was my freshman year. Okay, Because yeah. yeah. remember, we talked some about so, trainers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we d- <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yes, we did. Yeah. Um, it's, it's coming back now. So your freshman year was my, huh, quote, unquote, freshman year at, at MTSU. Long story short, I had already graduated college. I went back to try to figure out what I was going to do, um, and I got on there. So 15 was my first year as an athletic training student there, but I worked football. And I don't know that we ever ran into softball that much in the yeah. in the training room. Probably some. Yeah. Who was your trainer then?
1: Bethany Gaines. Bethany
0: Gaines. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I yeah, remember football, Bethany Yeah,
1: football. Football kind of. I guess because football was so big. Yeah. We stayed. We, we stayed had different
0: out. hours in the training room, yeah. I believe, but yeah. I I think in passing we probably ran into each other at some point. Oh but, yeah. Um. And then maybe even in the actual uh, weight room as well. Probably. Uh, because we were in there some. We were running some rehab exercises with some of our football players. We were usually like players. five,
1: either 5 or 5.30 in the morning. We hit the gym.
0: Okay. Yeah, I wasn't there that early. Yeah, But ours were, like I said, mostly we weren't – so we weren't strength and conditioning. We right. weren't the strength coaches. We were just the athletic training students. So we would take – athletes up there mid-afternoon after practice before practice whatever they needed really prehab stuff rehab stuff whatever you know the athletes needs were and we would kind of take them through some stuff up there that we didn't have access to in the training room so you guys
1: had so many though like I look at a football roster and like how many players you guys probably had to prep that needed yeah yeah. and like for us we may have had six that really needed yeah we work. had
0: 120 and yeah. it was that's crazy The I think probably the most strenuous part about football aside from and I don't want to get too far off topic but aside from the actual practices and the hours that you put in just standing on the field and getting everything prepped for the field and then games and travel and all that probably the most strenuous thing for the trainers in football is taping taping ankles so when football gets ready to go out on the field (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah and so they were mandated like you had to have your ankles taped if you're going out on the field period like they were taking no chances and we had 120 football players and that's
1: two ankles two ankles 240
0: tape jobs that we had to get done (laughs) in a matter of minutes before they went out on the field and it insane insane so Sorry. I don't know and, how you did it. Yeah, it was it was a lot of work. First, but I
1: don't know how you even touched a football player's foot, first so, off. Good for you. So Well, so I have
0: this thing, and, and you can ask Becca. She knows, but <laughs> I have this thing about feet. I'm not the don't biggest fan of feet. <laughs> I'm not the biggest uh, fan of feet, but that kind of got me over it because yeah. we didn't have a choice. Oh, but I'll tell you yeah. a secret, and I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but football players do not have the worst feet. Do you, you know who has the worst feet?
1: Probably soccer or track.
0: I thought so, too. And I worked with track and field. Don't say softball. Basketball? I, basketball. Yeah, yes. I could see that, yeah. Basketball has the worst yeah, feet.
1: I could see that. Of
0: anybody I've ever dealt with. And I worked um, – we had to kind of uh, cover, if you will, when certain uh, preceptors weren't there, and we had to go in and, and cover for them or maybe you know another athletic training student. So I dealt a little bit with basketball. Yeah. But that wasn't my – my primary role, like football and track and field were, but I thought track and field and soccer for sure. I was like, yeah. they're going to have the grossest well, cause soccer,
1: you know, getting stepped but, on and stuff. Yeah.
0: But no, they actually were not. Basketball was the worst football the players were the hardest to stretch. Yeah. I remember we'd get 350-pound linemen up on the bench and, and try to, you know, stretch oh, their right. hamstring out. And I'm like, I'm physically not big yeah. enough nor strong enough to get your leg up onto my shoulder and bend it. You may have stretch. worked,
1: actually. One of my really good friends um, was an offensive lineman. He actually plays for the Rams now. Uh, what's Chandler his name, Brewer? Smith? No, uh, Chandler Brewer. Brewer. Yes, yeah. Brewer. He, uh, we actually still stay in touch and stuff. Really? He's a big old dude.
0: He was a heck of a lineman. Yeah. Heck of a lineman. Yeah. And he's a big dude, he just is. in general. So I mean, he, it, he filled that role very well. Um, but yeah, that it's I crazy. Got really It's good crazy
1: that like the small world. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I remember when we talked about that and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. and
0: I and I don't recall any specific instances of running into you, but I know that you were there, and yeah. I know that I was
1: probably asleep. Pro- if you ran into <laughs> me at any point when I was trying, I was probably asleep.
0: Same, same. Yeah, yeah we we had such little sleep <laughs> and and so much to get done that yeah. we were probably just you know, one-track mind at that it. point. Yep. Uh, so, softball, MTSU, how was that experience there versus high school level? Did you ever go to any um, championship games? Like, how far did y'all get, and what was the overall experience there?
1: Um, it, it's a, it was a rebuilding. They were in a rebuilding stage. Coach Jeff Breeden um, was and is still the head coach. And um, it was different. I think it's different when uh, – You get so close with girls, and then you're kind of thrown into another team that you're not used to. Um, Loved it. Loved the girls. Loved Coach of Breeden. It's definitely a job, Mm. you know, when people say if you play at any level, I mean, not just D1, at any level, um, it's a job, and I think I kind of underestimated it when I went into it. Um, I went off just pure athleticism that probably got me through, but... Yeah, it, it was tough. I remember that, that my first fall there, the workouts and the practices, we would do three a days, and it was just like – and then school. I mean, you forget, like, why you're really there at school. Um, it, that first fall was a tough transition for me. It was. I got homesick, but as far as my game development, uh, I learned so much in, when I was there, so much about yeah. the game yeah. um, that – that, I still even the way Coach Breeden ran his practices. I run practices. You know, me and Coach Buck get together and we run the practice just like, just like he did.
0: Yeah, I think that's one thing that's really interesting about collegiate level sports is that now you are dealing primarily with top tier athletes. Right. Like, I mean, the yeah. athleticism is through the roofs. The skill development, like they are, depending on where you go and depending on your you know recruitment class and all that kind of stuff, where you get recruited to depends on kind of the skill level that you get thrown into yeah however you lose that cohesion that we just talked about about the team in in high school sports because you didn't grow up with these girls right right and they come from all over so now i can imagine like being a coach at that level is probably harder because uh, you're dealing with a bunch of alphas yes however what you are able to build there and what they're able to actually learn and take away from it, and and to know, uh, I'm not trying to diminish, you know, the knowledge or the capabilities of a high school level coach by any sense of the imagination, but what the athletes are able to take away from and learn there is is so much higher level. Oh, for sure. Because the skill development that you're at, largely at that yeah. age group, um, and the pace of the game and the coach's experience and their yeah. knowledge and what they're used to at that point can be transferred over better than i believe it can be in high oh, school yeah. because the maturity level not there yet right so to speak and then the, neither is the skill development for the athlete
1: and you're dealing i think when you get on the college level you're dealing with i was 17 my freshman year of college um so you've got a 17 year old baby you know as they would mm-hmm. have looked at me and then you know i think the oldest girl on our team was no joke probably a 24 25 i mean Right. So you've got such a wide range of just different levels of maturity, experience. You've got athleticism. That's not the problem. Right. At that point, it's developing your mental game, Your this kind of your breaking down the game a little bit more, you right. know, and, and thinking about it a little bit deeper than just catch and throw. You know, right, there's right. a little more situational stuff. But, yeah, uh, you, it, it's tougher than people think. Being, yeah. uh, being a co- I'm not, I haven't been one, and, and I can only imagine. I'm at the high school level what it's like to be a college coach, but uh, it's not all rainbows. I, I can only imagine. Yeah.
0: yeah. 100%. Uh, well, so let's. I want to transition now a little bit into current life. Uh, you're done with college. You have been for a little while now. Like you said, you're a teacher. Are you, do you teach?
1: PE. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're a PE teacher, right? Come I thought, on. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so.
0: I didn't know what you taught. I teach but math.
1: I'm, Algebra 2. Do you really? No, I'm joking. Oh, Deborah, I, was I, like, I was like,
0: <laughs> I haven't seen those skills show up in here No, yet. you won't. You, won't. <laughs> you um, always see
1: me partner up with somebody who can count. Cal- yeah. Yeah, me too. No. I,
0: I'm always looking for the calculator, <laughs> usually. Um, but now you're multi-sport coach. Yes. Teach PE. Um, you're a mom. Yes. How is mom life? It's the
1: greatest thing.
0: Isn't it awesome? It's the
1: greatest thing. I hear she's, that She's from, probably uh, the biggest reason why I joined CrossFit, though. Really? Yes. Yeah.
0: Talk us a little bit through why she was the biggest reason. So <laughs> – And I think I know the answer to this, but I'm, I, I want you to kind of – I, I want to hear what you have to say. And
1: it, it, it's so crazy how my athletic journey has come full circle um, because, you know, I was an athlete. My life revolved around it. And I think anyone who's been an athlete and they've dedicated that much time um, and played at whatever level – when it's over, because it, it does end at some point, you you f- have this void of like, well, what do I do now with my life? You know, Who am I? And I went through that. You know, right out of college, I enjoyed myself. I, I got to go back and do a lot of the things that I had to sacrifice, whether it be spending time with friends and going on trips and stuff. But once that, you know, once reality set in and I got a big girl job and it was kind of like, you know, I had sailor well, what's my purpose now? You know, I've always been an athlete. Now Mm -hmm. I'm just a mom, you know, and I I wanted to get involved in something. I've always loved, obviously, sports, um, and I had some members here that just kept pushing me, like, hey, you need to go, you need to go. And, yeah, so I I came and tried it out, and I think that sense, if you've ever been an athlete, that sense of sportsmanship and um, competitiveness and that team dynamic, I have found that here. So you know, I think that that's probably the biggest reason, you know, it gave me something to look forward to. Right. Right. Outside of being a mom and a teacher.
0: Right. And I think, uh, it's, it's something that we see often. And I say all the time, like we do not require people that go here. You have to be a former athlete. Like that's not on our, our checklist of items if we even had one. Um, but it's something that we see often because CrossFit is something that we say all the time. Like, you can become as competitive in it as you want and it is an opportunity to kind of compete and, and if i was being honest like it's kind of my outlet as well yeah. because growing up i didn't play sports i had a job i wasn't able to compete in anything but i had the desire to right i wanted to so bad and i feel like i mean uh, you know I, yeah. I don't know but i feel like i would have been pretty good at whatever i decided oh to yeah do. this right here and pushes
1: you more than I've ever pushed. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and
0: so because of that, the opportunity to compete is something that drives me. It's something that motivates me. Yep. I, I enjoy the competitive aspect of CrossFit. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody else has to, and it doesn't mean right. that, that you ever will if you join here. Like you can, like we said, be as competitive as you want. But the opportunity is there. Right. And we see often that a lot of former athletes who are looking to fill that void of, I've trained my whole life, now real life is hit, I'm a mom, I'm a dad, I'm, I'm you know, a yeah. spouse, I'm whatever, and I have this job, now what do I do? I don't know what to do with myself, and I miss that aspect of training, and that every day, like I call it, just like the grind of like, that training component of you come in and you're pushing towards something.
1: Right. And it gives you something to look forward to. I mean, it really, the atmosphere here, and you know, I say competitive, but, and I tell people all the time, it's not like you're looking at your neighbor and going, oh, I want to beat you. It's not, it's not that way. It's just, I mean, it's a competitiveness, I guess, with yourself. Like you said, how far, you know, how far do you want to push yourself? Um, But yeah, the people here have hands down, I think, it's what's made it so much fun and enjoyable, you know? And again, that team dynamic, you know, I look at it. I look at everything from a sports standpoint and like that team, you know, I look at the people here as a team.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly something that we try to to really drive home is that, you know, everybody in this building, regardless of who you are, regardless of your background, regardless of where you're at currently with your fitness level, everybody in this building is going to be cheering for you. Whether you finish first or you finish last, it really doesn't matter. They're going to cheer for you the same and they're going to push you. And like you said, it's not that you're trying to always, sometimes you might, but it's not that you're always trying to beat the person beside you, but you will push harder if there's someone beside you versus if there's not. If you're in your garage by yourself and you're working out and things get hard, are you going to stop and take that extra breath because nobody's looking or are you going to keep pushing through? In here, when you have a group of, of like-minded individuals that surround you and they're not stopping. Right. And you're looking at them like, well, they didn't stop. So I can't stop. So I can't stop. And that's always and what I tell and, people. And it's not that I'm trying to beat you. It's like, you didn't stop. So, so why, why should I? Why should I? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's something that's very unique and that yeah. I feel like um, happens almost naturally. Human beings are going to push, right? Yep. and That push is something that, like you said, you push harder in here than than you did in sports, really, growing up, you know. And that push is something that's very unique and it's very hard to find.
1: And I used to have a Planet Fitness membership. You know, people are, oh, just go to Planet Fitness. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a difference, you know. I've been an athlete. The way I push myself in here and the way I push myself in Planet Fitness, it's totally different. Yeah. But what I get out of it is also totally different. After a workout... I feel great. Yeah. You know, I feel like I accomplished something, you know?
0: Right. And and that sense of accomplishment is so rewarding when you realize that you've just done that hard task. And, you know, there's a lot of self-motivated individuals in the world that can push to the level that, you know, maybe we do in here. But there's not many of them. No. And it takes a very special someone – to sustain that over time. And, and it's, again, there's not many of them, right? And so when you get in here, it makes that so much easier.
1: Oh, yeah, and I and I laugh. You know, I've got friends, and my favorite line, because I did it. You know, after I had Sailor, that was another big reason was, you know, you want to feel good about yourself, and, I, you know, I want to get back in shape. And my favorite thing is when I hear people say, oh, I want to lose weight. I just don't want to go in and work <laughs> at it. And it's like. You know, well, when you come in here, there's no excuses. Yeah, yeah, but that was that was a big reason for me uh, coming back was sailor.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's something very interesting about you. Something that's really funny that we love uh, about seeing you come in is you usually come in and and you gotta understand that like this is very light hearted. <laughs> uh, Peyton doesn't actually mean this, but there's usually <laughs> a lot of uh, complaining about the oh, workout. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm hurting today or, oh, do we really have to do – it's that many. Like, do we really have to do that? That is, yeah. And and I think it's so true. But, again, if you can't have fun with it, there's no point in doing it. Yeah. But if you know Peyton, if you've had the opportunity to be in a class with her, you also see when that buzzer goes off, there's a switch that flips.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: And that switch is something that we only often see in athletes – and right. former athletes. Yeah. And it's it's that trained or that learned experience of it's time to go to work. Right. Right. And like you said, when it's time to go to work, you're going to push harder. You're going to go a little bit harder. And it's not outside the realm of, like, safety. And we're making sure that right. we're pushing to the right limits and all that kind of stuff. But when you're done, you get out of it exactly what you put into it. And, when again, when you're surrounded by people who support you but yep. also aren't stopping when you want to – that result is going to be far greater than anything you're going to get, probably, than something where maybe you take that extra breath and right. nobody's looking, or maybe you're like, ah, it's, uh, four sets is good enough. Right. I'm I'm going to skip that fifth one. Yeah. You know, um, it's completely different. It is, it's and this is the different.
1: best. I mean, I was 17 in college. This is the best shape I've been in, the most weight I've been able to do. Um, I feel like right now at 25, I am in better shape and an all-around athlete. Better probably than I was back when I was 18. Yeah.
0: What I attribute that to is, number one, your hard work. Number two, your dedication and consistency to that hard work. But also, not to – not to go too far off the rails here or get into like a deep dive discussion but our definition of fitness and what we do here right and we have 10 general physical skills that we incorporate inside of every single workout and we are not just runners right we are not just weightlifters we are not just gymnasts but we kind of put everything in a blender and we do it all when you do that often enough with a variety at varied intensities you're going to eliminate a lot of holes in your game And so when you say I'm fitter than I've ever been, it's arguably because you notice that you're not terrible at much.
1: Right. right? You're not
0: bad at much versus when you were competing in softball Mm -hmm. or basketball. Those are very specific training environments for very specific reasons and very specific goals that are are different, which is why multi-sport athletes commonly we see excel You know, beyond Mm -hmm. just a singular sport athlete just because they have less holes in their game. They're able to adapt and evolve quicker, better, faster than anybody else because we've eliminated holes in their game. Our training and what we approach here on the floor is very much the same. We go heavy some days, we go light some days, we go high reps some days, we go low reps some days. We do, uh, like I said, a variety of, you know, cardio or weightlifting or gymnastics and we kind of just blend it all together. So you're eliminating holes in your game that is arguably defining you and making you fitter than you've ever been because of that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I and and I'm a prime example of I mean, I've seen my numbers when I was in college and, and I would say that we were probably more lifting you know and I bulked up a lot and I saw my agility go downhill Mm -hmm. you know and here I just across the board I've seen everything my bench press I was talking to Shannon today doing the bench press I was like I've never done this I mean this is I'm easy doing what I used this was a one rep max for me right um, so, yeah, I mean, if I can get a pull-up, I'm doing something. Yeah. Once I get that pull-up
0: – It's game over. <laughs> it's over. <Look> out world.
1: <laughs> Once I get that pull-up, CrossFit better watch out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Noted. Tia, if you're listening to this, <laughs> Peyton's coming yeah. for you when she yeah. gets that first pull-up. Um, no, I think that's incredible. And, again, there's no – even though the the training that we do here is, is varied a lot more than what you were used to in sports and and we do a lot of different things than what you were used to versus a you know a sports specific athlete um there's still that constant need for improvement there's still that right. constant need to be better at something and it gives you something to push towards and it gives you a sense of accomplishment once you get there
1: oh for sure a hundred percent I was so excited I don't know who, I think it was becca. She was coaching the class yesterday. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I know probably a lot of the listeners don't know. I Just pull-ups have been my most frustrating part probably of, of this process because mm-hmm. they seem so easy, but right. I just cannot. You know, I've had a really hard time. And um, yesterday, I, I like, I, I pulled up as far as I've ever pulled up, and I could have cried. I mean, I literally could yeah. have cried. And she laughed. And I was like, it's the little things in CrossFit. Like, it's those li- – like the wall walk I did in the open. Yes. You know, it's just the little things.
0: Yeah. It's, you know and, – and for us, and and Coach Beck is amazing at this, and she's a really good technical coach, but when we can provide that small tweet to whatever it is that you're doing, that's where the reward is at for us. When you have that aha moment where it's like, oh, my gosh, like – I've been wanting this for so long. I've been trying to get there for so long. Like you said, it's emotional. Oh yeah. It's emotional. And when you get to that point and you're like, you could have cried. Right. Because now you're there. Right. Now you're there. Right. And sometimes maybe it's not a cue, but over the long term of continuously putting in this work. And we say a lot of times, like when we, I just told you about our 10 general physical skills, we divide them into two different categories. And one is more neurological based, meaning that it's going to take a lot of uh, practice. They're more skill-based, so like coordination, agility, balance, accuracy. These are things that we have to just practice, just put in the work, and they're going to be developed. Things that are more like cardio, strength, flexibility, stamina, like these are things that physiologically are going to take time and training for that adherence to come through and to happen. That's what you're experiencing with the pull-up, is that strength is now finally being developed, but it would not have been – had you not been training every single day, being coachable, doing what the coach told you to do, and modifying as needed for the moment right. to build that prerequisite amount of strength to be able to pull a little bit higher on the bar.
1: Yeah. No, it's – And, it's,
0: and to, for Becca, and I can only imagine sitting in that seat watching you do that is is so rewarding.
1: Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't even a crazy pull. Like, it was just maybe here. You know, my arms maybe got to a 90, and I was just like, Right. This is the greatest day of my life.
0: Yeah. And and that speaks volumes, I think, to your character in the gym, outside of the gym, because you, you've learned to trust the process, fall in love with the process, and you appreciate the little things. And I think far too often people get caught up in where they're going that they forget where they came.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right?
0: And that is huge and you cannot ever forget where you came from because it's very easy to get frustrated at like oh, i can't do that yeah but you couldn't do what you just did five minutes ago when you started and fill in yeah. the blank whatever it is but never forget where you came trust the process fall in love with the process and appreciate the little things
1: and it is a process yeah that word i think that's what turns a lot of people away Mm-hmm. Is that we want things right now. We want to look a certain way right now. Oh. We want these results right now, and it's, it is a process. You know, you, you, there's one way to get there, and it's hard work, coming in every day, and just the results I've seen. I mean, it's been a year. We said 15 months, and the results that I've seen. If you held up a picture from when I first came into now, um, it's crazy. You know, yeah. I can only imagine where I'll be in another year or two. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's a process. Yeah, it's, for sure. That's
0: amazing. So. I, I got a couple of questions for you. Okay. We're going to kind of wrap it up here. But number one question that I have for you is what was your first workout? Do you remember your first CrossFit workout? I'm always intrigued to find uh, out people's answers. And what you know, didn't when scare I first, them away? You know,
1: when I first signed up, it was the Open. That was like my okay. first week here.
0: And wh- what year was that? You did the 2021?
1: Yeah. That was my first year. As a matter of fact, I don't know if this was the first one. But it was one of the first ones. It was the open, and it was um, box step over burpees. So well, box step over, and then a burpee, and then it was the um, oh,
0: was it the dumbbell snatch? Yeah, snatches. Yes. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I tried to forget that. I actually judged you on that one. You did. Yeah, I yeah. judged you right in the middle of the floor. Uh so for anybody that's listening to this that's a little hesitant about the open, by the way, uh Peyton's first couple of workouts eight, here. I did
1: it eight weeks after were, being cleared from my, after giving birth. Yeah. So if, see, you, if I can do it, e- you can. <laughs> exactly. No excuses Eight now. weeks. Yeah. No excuses. And
0: she lived. She survived. But it was fun. Yes, it was. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was a brutal workout. It was. Um, all right, next question. Uh, what is the biggest lesson that you feel like you have learned since you've been at CrossFit Engage? What is something you feel like you've learned that's the biggest lesson?
1: Biggest lesson. I don't know this is the biggest lesson, but to not be scared to take chances, probably. I've always been someone who likes to stick with what I'm comfortable with, you know, because I've always been good at things and I want to stick with what I what I know I can perform highly at. So not coming in here, I remember I don't remember what workout it was, but I do know it was power cleans. And I wanted to try the RX weight, but I was scared that I couldn't do it, and I just went for it. And when I finished that workout, it was probably – that. and I remember that workout, it was what flipped things for me, of don't be scared to try weight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, take the chance, try, um, don't be scared to fail. Probably is the biggest lesson here.
0: I love it. I yeah. love it. And I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of motivational quotes – because for me those don't really fire me up yeah, unless, me. Yeah, unless me you can use them. Yeah. And it's so cliché to, to say, but if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. I agree. And you cannot advance or see progress by being comfortable. I agree. You got to be uncomfortable to be able to see those advancements, those results and those pro- in that progress. So putting yourself outside of that comfort zone, getting outside of your your bubble and trying something. And, and again, we would never let you do anything that we thought was going to hurt you or it was right. going to be unsafe. But not being afraid to fail. Right. Honestly. And I feel like people are afraid to use the word fail nowadays because, you know, whatever, to be sensitive to the word. But
1: right.
0: don't be afraid to fail. You don't know until you know. You know, and that's the yeah. only way to find out. Yeah. So sometimes you can learn valuable lessons through failure and you can learn – where you're actually at and what you're capable of and sometimes you may even surprise yourself and like you said and I did biggest accomplishment of your mm-hmm. uh, you know since you've been here because it's the thing that it was out a switch
1: right it was like after I did that workout I knew I could do it and I started trying for that was really what flipped the switch on me yeah not being scared to try the, that heavier weight and, and push a little bit more
0: I love it uh, next question what is one thing that you want to achieve in the next six months? And it doesn't you know have this. to be fitness-related. Oh, okay. Uh, and you're not allowed to say pull-up.
1: Okay. I <laughs> like, I like, really? Yeah. Uh, in the next six months.
0: And it doesn't have to be fitness-related. It can be. It doesn't have to be.
1: <sighs> you know, in the next six, six months, um, it is a part of my fitness journey. It's another aspect that I haven't given a lot of attention to. And it's probably something you and I will sit down and I'll really start to dive into is the nutrition, the nutrition side. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I've gotten into now the, the workout part, but I know we've talked about nutrition being if one of, if not the most important part of your workout. Um, so that's probably in the next six months, that's what I want to really focus on. Okay,
0: yeah. And that's something like I think it's very important that you bring that up because we do, everybody that enters in here, we talk about nutrition. And the reason that we talk about it is because it is the base of the pyramid. We have a pyramid of hierarchical needs. And the base of that is nutrition. And usually that's not a secret to most people. They know they need to eat well and they know they need to eat better and, you know, whatever those terms right. mean for them. But your pyramid is only as tall as it is wide. If you lose that base layer, your pyramid is now shorter. Right. Right. And so that is the biggest piece of the puzzle. And largely what's often seen in, you know, outside looking in is they just see the exercise. Yeah. You know, and they just see us doing, you know, the the workouts that are on the floor. That's not the biggest piece of the puzzle. And that's not really what we prioritize because we talk about nutrition when we come in. Now, nutrition coaching is optional, but it is something that we offer on the side. And usually what we see and what we find out is that everybody's a little bit different. But between about six to eight months is usually where we see, like, things are going good. I'm seeing progress. Like, things are going up. Everything's trending upward. Every, life is good. About six to eight months in, even doing CrossFit, start to plateau off. And it's like, what's what's happening? Like, I'm not seeing results. I'm not recovering like I used to. Like, whatever. Oftentimes, it is that nutrition element that is missing. And once we get that dialed in... We start seeing progress again. We start seeing results. We start feeling better. We start looking better. We, you know, it only goes up from there.
1: And that's me. Probably nutrition. You know, I've, I've got the workout part, but there's certain parts that I want um, to really focus on now uh, from, my, from a nutritional standpoint. Oh, and I want to win championships. Yes. If, in, if independence, if anyone from independence is listening, I got to say championships. There you go. I doubt they are. But if they are, well, well championships.
0: There you go. Independence. <laughs> um, Last question. Yes. What is one piece of advice that you could leave with our listeners to help them with their fitness journey?
1: It's another cliche. It's a quote. Uh, um,
0: yeah. I, I just used You may one have to two. help so me. Get, don't put off
1: tomorrow which you can start today. Is that?
0: Yeah. I've heard a couple. I, I don't know if I've heard that one. I've heard a couple different ones. Because one, I
1: think when you're on your fitness journey – you know, if, especially if you're, you know, I'll start it tomorrow. I'll yeah. start it uh, New Year's. I'll start it Start it today. Yeah. That That's what got me with CrossFit was there's no turning back. Once I do it, I'm in. Yeah. I'm doing it. So, yeah, don't put it off. Start now. Just do it. Nike. That's <laughs> my advice. Just do it. Just do, just do it. Just do it. it. Step through the door. Just do it.
0: Just do it. Yep. Awesome.
1: Keep it simple.
0: Love it. Peyton Grove, thank you so much. Thank you.